test test? I think my name is working. Are you Asia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's on. It's going. Oh, okay. Hi guys. Thank you for joining us on this unprofessional beauty podcast. Here, nothing gets off limits. So come with us as I take off my lab coat. And I let down my hair where professionals get unprofessional and talk about some real shit. Let's go. Hey guys, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Unprofessional Beauty Podcast. My name is Bethany. I am a nurse injector, a nurse practitioner, and a med spa owner. And with me, I have Avery. Hey y'all, I'm the esthetician and laser technician here. Um, Today, we want to take a look at radio frequency microneedling devices that are being used in med spas and dermatologist offices versus at-home microneedling devices that you can get off Amazon. (laughs) So let's jump in. Avery, do us the honor. Tell us what radio frequency microneedling is. Yeah, so this is kind of like a two-part combo. So you have the radio frequency part, which is a heat component of microneedling. So microneedling is a series of little needles, pins that are pushed into your skin. Essentially what microneedling does is it creates a micro injury on your skin and that tricks your body into going in and cleaning up house, whether that's, you know, breaking up pigment or hydrating the skin, creating elastin and collagen. So there's lots of different great benefits you can get from microneedling. I like to say it goes in and it is disrupting crap. Right, yeah. It's it's, causing a disruption. It's like pissing your skin off in order to get it to start acting right. (laughs) Because microneedling has so many great benefits, a lot of people have tried to take that and shift it to an at-home modality. The microneedling devices that I see that are more for at-home use are the stampers and the rollers. So we'll get a little more into that, but for the sake of this episode, RF microneedling is radiofrequency microneedling, which is spicy needles. And microneedling, like at-home stuff, I'm referring to like the rollers and the stampers. With radio frequency microneedling, doing it in office, you can definitely control the depth that you're going to. Most of the tips, most of the devices allow us to adjust the depth that we're going down to the skin. Mm -hmm. We're not going to use the same depth on your forehead as we would be using on the cheeks. Right. So that is definitely one benefit of these devices that we use in office is we are able to control that. Yeah. I would say average at-home microneedling device those needles are probably one millimeter max in in length. When you go in office, RF microneedling and even like bigger, just plain microneedling, like skin pin, those can go up to like, I think skin pin goes up to, I want to say two and a half or three millimeters. Our RF microneedling that we have in office goes up to four millimeters. So four times the depth yeah. of an at-home and device. And I, I do know some devices go even up to 4.5 Yeah, yeah, even like on body side stuff. Yeah, so you can definitely get a lot more out of the treatment depending on the depth that you're needing to go to. Absolutely. Okay, so Bethany, tell us who who's a good fit for RF microneedling or microneedling? Um, who's a good fit for it? So I definitely think anyone with skin <laughs> to an extent because if someone is prone to melasma mm-hmm. more if their ethnicity or they have that ancestry where they're going to keloid mm-hmm. 
or have hyperpigmentations with scarring, you don't want to do a heat device in those type of clients. Um, Really, you don't even want to do microneedling in those type of clients because the risk is not there. There's other modalities. There's other treatments that can be done safely without the risk of potentially leaving them with melasma, hyperpigmentation, scarring, keloids that you're then going to be chasing your tail on. Exactly. Treating. I honestly think the ideal client is going to be, um, unfortunately, some of your lighter skin tones Mm -hmm. that can tolerate the heat because the heat is going to, the heat can release those melanocytes that, again, leads to hyperpigmentation and melasma. Um, it's great for fine lines, wrinkles. It is great for acne scarring. It's great for tightening the skin, mm-hmm. decreasing the skin elasticity with over time because it is promoting collagen growth with that radio frequency component. Yeah. Point blank, you need heat to build collagen. And that's just, if you learn anything from this, uh, I'm definitely with you 100%. There are certain people who are a better fit for this. A good way to know if you keloid, people who keloid probably already know, but if you aren't sure, if you get a piercing, like your ears pierced or something, and a little bump pops up and it just kind of never went away, that's probably a keloid. And it's something where, you know, when you're puncturing the skin, your body just makes an excess amount of scar tissue and it's hard and you don't want that on your face. Definitely. So. <laughs> and as you're saying with keloids, clients who also, um, who scar, if they know they're going to get a scratch and that scratch is going to be hyperpigmented, it's going to be darker than your skin color for months to a year, microneedling is not going to be a good option for probably you. Probably not for you. Yeah. These Amazon devices at home, you definitely probably do not want to use no matter what you're trying to achieve because, again, you're puncturing the skin you could be making micro injuries, micro tears to the skin, causing those melanocytes to kind of work over time, therefore causing hyperpigmentation, scarring. I don't think it would cause keloids at that point, but you're going to cause hyperpigmentation more than likely. Yeah. Um, and that's just a number one risk I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, it, honestly, don't risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> yeah. I know one thing that is attractive with the at-home devices is the downtime. So kind of talk to us about what to expect for the downtime if they're going to use their RF microneedling devices that their provider is using? So typically what I tell my patients is, you know, you come in, you numb for an hour. After that, I'm going to take you back. The treatment takes about an hour. After the numbing wears off, it kind of feels like a tight sunburn. You'll feel that heat kind of like pulsing in your skin a little bit. Something like AC blasting in your face on the way home is going to be ideal. Downtime, as far as the rest of the day, you don't really want to mess with your skin. Just leave it alone. I say always, today is not the day to go home and manically clean your house. You're going to find a nice Netflix series and you're going to sit the fuck down and not do anything. (laughs) Downtime, as far as like days or like social downtime, that redness will probably last the rest of the day. I mean, I'm not modest, so I will roll up in the HEB and not care. I will scare a young child all day. I do not care. Some people who are a little bit more modest, you might want to just want to go home and maybe stay home for the next day or two and definitely, definitely stay out of the sun. Your skin though, that redness will dissipate after a bit and then the next five-ish, seven-ish, ten-ish days, your skin's going to be a little bit more sensitized to products if you're using more active ingredients and the sun. So definitely staying out of the sun always, but most notably in those first ten days. One thing I also want to point out is when using some of the devices that you can find off Amazon mm-hmm. or over-the-counter, the at-home acronyming devices, is you are running the risk for more side effects because it could be being done improperly or on the wrong skin color. 
so your risk of hyperpigmentation or scarring or even just kind of little permanent scarring from the little needle tips yeah. is a higher risk. If you have the choice between going through a stamper and a roller, now I want you to think about this. When the needles go into your skin and you're rolling it, that needle's puncturing your skin and then as it rolls, it's not staying in the same place. It's slicing and then coming back out. It's being pulled out at an angle right. versus rather than out. going straight in yeah. and coming straight out. You're essentially like micro slicing your skin whenever you're in office or you're using a stamper that needle is going in a 90 degree angle and coming out at a 90 degree angle so you the risk for hyperpigmentation is minimized just because you're not creating such a big wound another thing to take into consideration is the sanitation of it all um, I know a lot of devices on Amazon, they're not coming in sterile packaging. And you're also reusing that same microneedling exactly. stamper or roller every night or every other night for a year, two exactly. years. And um, who's who's soaking that in alcohol yeah. or, you know, who has an autoclave at home yeah. to, <laughs> to sanitize? Um, one of the benefits of the RF microneedling that's used in office is every one of them have a consumable and the consumable is a tip that is replaced between every client. Yes. Um, it's a one-time use. I do know, unfortunately, there are some practices who I have no one that I know personally, which thank God that, and even some of the reps on the microneedling devices are like, you can reuse the same microneedling tip for the same client. You just clean it off. Um, not that that's, I mean, yes, that is nasty. That's disgusting. And that's just honestly trying to save you a couple hundred bucks in the practice for not having to use a new microneedling tip for each treatment. But even that comes with risk. So that yeah. comes to what we harp at, at the core message of this podcast is know who's injecting you, know who is touching your face. Yeah. And even so, even if they're cleaning those tips properly, with so many ins and outs, with so many punctures of the skin, those needles are dulling. Yeah. So with each treatment, if they're using the same tip and it's your second or third treatment with that same tip, those needles are going to be dull as fuck. They're going to be blunt. They're not going to be as pointy and as sharp as they would be on the first treatment. So your healing time, your outcomes, those are all going to be variable at that point. I think another thing to take into consideration too is, you know... There's only so many pulses that that tip has. So um, the one that we use, I think it's like 1,200 pulses. I'm going over your face, neck, and maybe chest. I'm hitting at least, I would think on some people, at least a 1,000 pulses in one tip. And they're going to reuse that for your second treatment. And the pulse is referring to how many times we are clicking the machine and the needles are coming out. Yes. Yes. So how many times the needles actually puncture your skin mm -hmm. is how many pulses that tip has. Mm -hmm. The sanitation factor of it, like, yeah, they can wipe it down with alcohol, but you have to think radio frequency, it's spicy, y'all. It's essentially like kind of cooking the skin cells around the needle and that's kind of hard to clean off. Um, and then you still want to maintain the integrity of the needle. It, it's just like too much to worry about. Get a new tip. Get I'd a new tip. It is too much to worry about that a good injector would not be worrying no, about and, it. And, and if you go to the right person, they're not going to want to take that risk. Yeah. I also just want to point out, um, so like 
When you're using the at-home devices, whether it be a roller or a stamper, that too, those needles aren't built with the same industrial strength as the devices that we use in office. So again, you're running those needles down, you're causing them to become blunt and dull. So over time, even if you're still doing the treatment, you may be doing more damage mm-hmm. than good to the skin because you're creating more micro injuries than you need to be, more micro tears, which are allowing for hyperpigmentation to occur, higher risk for infection, higher risk for bacteria to incur. I've seen so many, more than I'd probably like to admit, of cases where people, they're like, oh yeah, I go and I do I microneedle myself at home with a roller that I bought from the dollar spot at Target. And now they have, you know, dermatitis because, <laughs> because they didn't clean it. Or, you know, like, guys, like, this is going into your skin. Don't, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I also would like to point out, don't come at me, which I'm sure y'all will. <laughs> you get what you pay for. So if you're mm-hmm. paying for a $20 microneedling device versus paying a $1,200 radio frequency session in office, just think think of those results. Yeah. Like those clinics are not charging $800, $900, $1,200 for shits you, and giggles. I'll like, say for shits and giggles for you, for them essentially using a $20 microneedling device on you. You get what you pay for and then what you're paying for in office is indicative of the quality of that machine absolutely if you're going to someone who is charging you 100 dollars for a microneedling session (laughs) run 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 out the door (laughs) also what how much does that machine cost exactly because there's no way they are making their money back and they are able to pay um for consumables on a good quality machine with a $100 investment from a client unfortunately no um and like we said before we know investment budget can be an can it, it's a concern it's you have to take heart, it into consideration yeah it's the heart of your life we completely understand that but again do your research know what's going into your face know that if you're paying for a 100 dollars microneedling treatment or a 200 dollars microneedling treatment chances are those outcomes aren't going to be what you're wanting because you're not having the a radio frequency behind it b the quality of the device itself the sanitary nature that needles puncturing your skin have to have yeah no most med spas you're again you're getting what you pay for no med spa is going to charge 100 200 mm-hmm. on a 100 000 laser device mm-hmm. of course the quality of the machine indicates the price tag of the machine and it in- indicates the outcomes of the machine as well unfortunately so you definitely want to do your due diligence um again like budget is an issue most reputable most reputable med spas dermatologist office anywhere they do offer financing yeah so you don't have to possibly not get the treatment that you would like to get because of finances um you can always check and see if monthly payment options is something that can fit into your budget or something that your provider offers and uh, and too um i know that some people have paid with their hsa like if they if they can do it the right way and the office provides that like definitely see if that's an option for you because it it sucks whenever you know you have this insecurity and you're like oh I want to do something about it but it's out of your budget it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be and microneedling with radio frequency is one of those treatments that it's essentially 
a laser facelift um and that's kind of what it's known as like in the industry and so it is it is it is pricier it is more of an investment but it doesn't have to be out of the question for you entirely correct i again i believe any med spa any good provider should be willing to sit down with you and talk budget Mm -hmm. you know even if radio frequency macrolink is what you need you don't have to do it like that month. Save up for it. Save up to what you think you can make the monthly uh, the monthly payments if that's something you look at. It does not have to be completely out of the question. Um, you, But again, you do get what you pay for versus going on Amazon and buying a $20 roller. You're, not going, you're just not going to get the same results that you would with the radio frequency device. Okay, guys, I just wanted to recap um, on our topic today, radio frequency microneedling versus microneedling that you can get off Amazon or not just Amazon. We're not targeting Amazon. Don't come at me. But number one, you get what you pay for. So if you're spending $20 on a microneedling device, chances are the results you're going to get are going to be non-existent. You're going to get $20 results. You will get $20 results. And those needles are going to dull. That roller, that stamper is not something you want to be using more than once. And it's not something you're going to want to use prolonged for the risk of infection, dulling the needles. Um, when you're doing radio frequency microneedling for in-office, definitely do your research on your provider. Make sure they're using sterile tips each time. They should not be offended if you're asking. That's nothing that is out of the realm to ask. And again, if this is something you're interested in, talk with your provider and see what is a good option that can be done. And if microneedling is an option, also you can always talk budget with your provider as well. Definitely do. Definitely do. Okay, guys. Well, join us next time and we will talk about do's and don'ts of TikTok skin hypes. Mm. And it's time to go out and be your most unapologetic self. We'll see you later. Bye, y'all. Bye.